Jesus' beautiful heart. What's the lyric? Bless your beautiful hide. Wherever oh, yeah. you may be. Wherever you may be. That's going to be stuck in my head all week. Oh, it will, it will be. And you're going to sing it out loud. Bless and someone's going to think hide. you're a serial killer. Yeah. Do some good mouth work right now. Thank you're really you. really stretching. Yeah. You Bless your like beautiful <laughs> hide. I don't know what it is. It's impressive. Are you okay? <laughs> I wear a mind <laughs> Guys, I had a lot of fun watching this movie. It was a good. Did you good? Yes. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. It is problematic as fuck, oh but what movie so fun. Watch? Huh? We have to do that. Well, part. we're going to get into it, but first, okay. hey everybody, welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> he gave me an yeah. okay symbol, yeah. and now two Here we go. Up. Here we go, dude. <laughs> I don't want to do this guns. anymore. Now there's I have finger guns. Go. My name is Hector. Sitting across from me is my good buddy, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, hello. This is going to be weird. <laughs> I got two people shaking their head at me. Yeah. <laughs> and who is our guest today, Keller? Today we have a good friend of mine, uh, so co-host nervous. of. I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking nervous. I'm going to fuck this up so hard. I mispronounced our friend, uh, former guest of the show, Caitlin's uh, last name. I was so mind. scared when I was saying it on last week's episode. Durante? As it was coming out, I didn't know yeah. if I was going to say it all the time. The right it's way. Say my name right. Durante. It's 100 percent it. He nailed it. Co-host of the Talk Thirty Rock to Me podcast. There you go. Ooh. Um, I like that show. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Former... Actually, even 30 Rock and not my podcast, but thank you. <laughs> I take both as a compliment. Yeah. Former co-nerd turn at Nerd Melt. We tore it up. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Kimmy Lucas. Ooh. Yay. Thanks for having me, guys. Hi, Kimmy. Thanks so much for coming over. Yes, thank, thank you, you so much. for hosting. So, for, for the jumping water. back into the 50s and then the 1850s <laughs> with us. Real journey. Nice. Yeah, Real journey. Definitely. This movie took 100 years to make. It did. 100 <laughs> years in the making. And 100 Yikes. years later, we're here talking about it. Yep. No, that's not. That's not. The that's math didn't add up, but I appreciated the 2054. <laughs> in 2054, I think we'll be ready to remake Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. We yeah. will. Uh, Kimmy, so you were talking about this a little bit before we started, but like apparently on the last night of the Nerd Melt show... It was our. It was no. That it was, was like the, the end of the theater. It was our party when the theater was closing. Yeah. They were literally, was literally nailing the, the door day, shut. Yeah, they, they nailed were the nailing the door shut while we were in there. They we had like people to leave the show. It was room like a very petty move. It was, <laughs> and they sent like the eighteen-year-old clerk to do it too. Yeah, they made him do it. It was such a bummer. That sucks. It yeah, was. it was pretty intense. And now it was sad. I'm bummed because Meltdown itself, Meltdown Comics, isn't even there anymore. Yeah, no. and that exactly. was like a great it's comic gone. book store too. It was. I'm a big comic book guy, but on that last Hector. Night. What? What's your stance on comic books? I like them. <laughs> okay. On that last All right, just night, sure. <laughs> that is when Keller apparently went around and booked like eighty guests for this <laughs> yeah, show. I felt he literally in. had a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. With highlights, he's like, "These ones are already called for." So, so what that was a happened? Good impression to me. Did he? <laughs> I do sound you. like a dreamy nighttime DJ. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kimmy, did he come at you like, "Hey, I've got the perfect movie for you," or was he like, "Here's the list," and then you saw this film? All right, I'm gonna back it up and say I listened to the show. Big fan, first uh, long time listener, first time caller. Oh my god! And I texted, and I was like, in. "Hey, Keller, <laughs> I know your audio quality is amazing. Yeah, it's really but, good." But um, no, I I texted him like, "Keller, I like your podcast," and he was like, "Please be on it." And I was like, "Oh, that's nice." <laughs> I was like, "Cool, let's do it." And then we just didn't talk about it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was at the thing. I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, I we talked more about the show." And he pulled out the list and started talking to all of us. And he was like, "These are the ones highlighted." I'm like, "Well." I can only talk about two of the movies on this list. I think one was like Die Hard and I'm like, or something. I was like, I'm not the person for this. <laughs> and I was like, but I don't want to talk about Seven Brides or Seven Brothers because I will lose everything because it is so 
fraught, but I love it so much. I know I'm going to say something dumb. You'll lose the internet. Really? Like, You're going to lose everything. What do you mean? It's a beloved film. The sweat is running into my eyes right now, and I am <laughs> weeping. Keller, grab, really the, grab a paper towel. Okay. Jesus Take Christ. Take care of yourself, boy. Here's the thing about Keller. I love him like a brother. I also love him like a son. And I love him like he's my father. Thanks, uh, brother, dad. He's <laughs> Just any way a man can, can love a man. Thanks, fruit of our loins. <laughs> <laughs> but he just gets so nervous. And, I, and I'm like, oh. I'm so scared. My little buddy, my little killer. It's just microphones. I don't know what to tell you guys. It's true. Like, I'm fine. You guys are great friends to me. And (laughs) I am sweating so much. He's known you much longer, but I've known you a long time. So wait. For like two years. Back up a second. Back up here, Kimmy. First of all, first of all, what do you want to say about Die Hard? Oh, I don't even remember remember what was Die Hard. I just remember being like, ooh, uh, glass looks painful. Um... (laughs) And yeah. I'm trying to think what else. Um, that's, that's all I got. That's what that's what you would say about Die Hard. Okay. Like, Which is why I was Seven Brides. Yeah. Also, I was like, how many people will know as much about Seven Brides as me? Not none. many. The answer is none. None. You I learned a lot. You know what I love about this? I know so much about this movie. This dumb podcast project that Keller and I have decided to do for 10 years is that I feel like every week it's either the most qualified person living in Los Angeles to talk about the movie <laughs> or the least qualified. Someone who's never seen the movie. And it's so fun either way. It's so great. But I agree, Kimmy, I feel feel like you brought so much love of this movie which i had never seen you've grown up with it you love it mm-hmm. keller, i've also grown up with it you, and our moms would be friends liked it. you're, you're <laughs> fond sure. of it you're sure. fond of it you guys are saying it's definitely a mom movie it's for sure <laughs> it's a, a mom, mom movie, movie. <laughs> um but uh you're also saying like you're gonna lose everything no, what do you kimmy extreme. what do you mean that's love not, for this movie I like is okay it's tricky. Well, I just am oh, like yeah. real aware that this movie is, I think the term would be fraught. Then you're fine. Fraught. But I also love it and I, you're the aware love of, of it's going to pour out. I'm like, yes. I'm just going to say something dumb about this movie. I'm going to say something <laughs> dumb and then I'm going to regret it forever and it lives Well, we were off mic early when you were like, kidnapping is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kimmy, do you want to repeat but that? You that. Sorry. Oh, you man. I put, you I just didn't, said it and then on I just did it. I broke it. You said it on mic. So let the record show. At least they know there's a separation. I think it is. I think it's a very important conversation to have about any art that you love Mm -hmm. that you feel is has issues or other people have seen issues i think it's a it's a very important part of being a lover of art to go yes i also recognize that Mm -hmm. yes i do agree you could not do that art today Mm -hmm. or we have grown as a society or now we know better or whatever whatever but I think it's still okay to go, absolutely, I still have love in my heart for this mm-hmm. piece of art. Thank be- you. This, why, be- this is why, because I grew up with it, because this, because that. So um, I have to confront that every single goddamn day because, again, I, oh like, I like nerdy shit. Mm-hmm. I like geeky stuff. I like geeky movies and superheroes and comic books. And those are filled with some of the most glaring problems and they are all snapshots in time and they're all historical and they're all I'm reading comics right now from the 60s where they're the most racist things and these yeah. are characters like Iron Man and the Hulk like they like they're awful but I love them and they're historically important to me and I understand why they were that way then in years like 1962 1963 the same with 1954 which is when this movie came out and I also I, I it's a conversation I'm constantly having because the stuff I like for better or worse, continues to just get updated. It's mm-hmm. not like they're going to stop doing Star Wars. It's not like they're going to stop doing superheroes. So, like, the people ma- doing the updates have to confront it themselves and go, okay, well, how do we update it? You know? And they've yet to franchise this particular <laughs> <Yeah>. film. <laughs> yes. 
I'm thinking like eight spinoffs, just like immediately. Definitely. Like ben, Each what, of them get their own movie. Where, yeah. Where's Gideon going? Gideon, Hannah. Ta- Gideon and heads to Portland. I want the Hannah, Hannah movie. movie. What's Hannah doing? She's like, I've got, I've got uh, six aunts and uncles, and they're crazy. Here's my movie. I'd watch that. I'm yeah, and it. they all are really good with axes, and they have to go. Seven and... aunts for seven uncles. Yes. Or it could just be called One Husband for One Bride. <laughs> like, that sounds boring. It's like, well, let me tell you. Here's the rest of it. Hannah has a crazy family. It's a be like, my big fat mountaineer family <laughs> that's, what that's it is. exactly what it is she, she brings a husband home and she's like i gotta warn you uh my father and uncles are that is eccentric. the movie yeah they're eccentric that is the movie and so are my aunts and it's them constantly singing and they all have bright shocks of red hair and the the, the like the boyfriend husband to be is like what the fuck is happening why are they always breaking out in a song bless your beautiful heart <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm in I'm watching this I'd movie watch okay that. we already pitched a sequel okay we gotta pitch the remake later we'll pitch the remake later but okay. Keller what movie are we talking about today oh yeah thank you so much it's time for the only one of two traditions we have here on the show which is Keller's gonna read this have you been thinking about what movie you're gonna choose Ooh. Um, y- yes okay. I'm still working on it okay okay okay. okay. here we go okay. Keller what are we talking about today 464 <laughs> so we just see this seven live seven brides for seven brothers <laughs> 1954 director Stanley Donan 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 I think, I think. a rip Roaring Cinemascope Western musical, which needs its widescreen to encompass all 14 leads. The dubious storyline is redeemed by Michael Kidd's astounding choreography. The, the dubious storyline. The things your face does <laughs> when yeah. you read that you is gotta pronounce glorious. it correctly. Yeah. yeah. You gotta. Gotta pronounce it the right way. Just, gotta do it. Just to set the record straight, that is not an actual old British man who we pull out of the closet to read that segment and then push it back in there. Kimmy can confirm Jerry, that was. I fucking got it this week, dude. Get back in there. <laughs> all right, all right. Jerry is the worst old British man name you could possibly. Yeah. Find. It should have been like Farnsworth or something. <laughs> yeah. It's short for Gerald. <laughs> Gerald. Gerald or Gerald? Gerald is. Gerald, but Worthington the fourth. <laughs> Uh, His family is from from a line of butlers. Um, Yes, we really valet are never. (laughs) We're never going to have a British person on this show. They're going to walk out. We've had Australian people, but (laughs) they're fine. Yeah, they're like yeah cowboys. Yeah, no British person will ever be on it. It's true. Mm. Australians are cool. Mm -hmm. British people remains to be seen. Hit me up, British people. (laughs) Y'all cool? Yeah, cool. (laughs) Let me know. Let me know. All right, so I got some good press from Harry Potter, but come on, dudes. (laughs) We're talking, but then you lost it with Fantastic Beasts, y'all. Come on. Seriously. We're, seriously. we're talking about... Uh, Grindelwald should be British. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Yep. Can we just give him... And also not a fuck gave face. Him, gave him the old pat on the shoulder. <laughs> and also not feel? played by a fuck face. How do you feel about this? Oh, yeah. I feel that Johnny Depp is a fuck face. This is fun because I was listening to that episode on the way here. So now we can just continue that conversation. The, okay, the Fear and Loathing? Uh, no, the... Um, the uh, Harry Potter. Potter. Oh, oh. you know yeah. what's funny? I what? think we said we had the same conversation with Sweeney Todd and Pirates of the Caribbean. Every Johnny Depp movie that we've come across, we've we end up come having across this conversation. way too many Johnny Depp and movies. And non Johnny Depp movies way. because that's what this one was. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he so came up anyway. God, it's damn it. frustrating <laughs> because I, I like genuinely want that movie and that world to be good. Right? I'm not rooting against it. Fantastic piece. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Like I, I want, wish they were good. I feel like so for, for the most part, J.K. Rowling has done more good than not. 
like I'm very appreciative of her career and her mm-hmm. life's work and her positivity and the the goodness that that has you know that has come from that. I also recognize that like did this come from British people? What's that? Yeah, it, it did. <laughs> this is what Americans think of British people when the term British people comes up. Just straight to Harry J.K. Potter. Rowling, are like, like what the yeah. what's the deal? <laughs> like I just. We talked about it on Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and and that was I was thinking a lot about a, a bunch of different stories, not just Johnny Johnny Depp, but a bunch of different like dudes that have messed up, and how. And then since then, like Louis C.K. came out and tried to do a, uh, I mean, he did a, a, a set yeah. and was met with a standing ovation. And people have talked about like, okay, here's if we're talking about forgiveness, if we're talking about when something like this happens to a person in the public, what 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 ha- what needs to happen before they're like embraced again and that's a very interesting like i don't know what the answer is but a lot of people are like well it wasn't what louis ck did which was effectively nothing it's not that it's not it's, it's not that it, in the case of johnny depp like him and amber heard like settled in court like it was all, like it's all been like legally settled and it's this thing of like They've both said that they wanted to move on, not impede each other's careers. They both have big movies coming out from Warner Brothers. But he's also gone on to do more shitty things since. Yes. And he also may have a substance and alcohol abuse problem, like right now, currently, which is like a whole other part of the conversation is like, it's fucked up how Hollywood doesn't care. Like Hollywood still needs him to be in movies as opposed to like, you know, the producers of, of some movie going like, Johnny, why don't you go be in rehab or go like we like take care of yourself. No, they're like, nope, we need Johnny Depp for this movie because he's Johnny Depp. He's international movie star. And that's frustrating. I don't know. This took a weird turn. (laughs) Yeah. What I'm trying to say is, uh, Johnny Depp should go up to the trapping cabin for a while. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It'd be good for him. It would. That's what I'm saying. He'd fit amongst the furs. I think the difference between him and other probably wears a lot of furs cases is like his case has like affected people. He like hurt people. Mm-hmm. So Same that's, with Louis C.K. though. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Ruined not saying people's careers yeah. and shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. As a, but then there's other people where it's like, okay, they didn't. I don't know. I can't think of an example, but do you know what I mean? There's obviously levels of severity. Oh yeah. Blah definitely. blah blah. Whatever. Um, it sucks. Anyway, that's Hollywood <laughs> now, and that's part of this podcast. We're too political. Oh my god, we're too <laughs> political. Three stars on the Apple <laughs> iTunes. Uh, <laughs> so, but back to characters, not actors, as far as I know, but probably because Hollywood characters that are real pieces of shit. Seven brides for seven brothers. <laughs> the the definitely the seven brothers. <laughs> I you guys gave me plenty of heads up. And I think I may have no. I actually I didn't know anything you about s- this movie. You kept charmingly asking, like, yeah. "How would we make this? Yeah, have they, how are we going to remake this? Would when they, are they going to remake this? this why you, haven't they remake it? I'm going to tell you why. Keep watching. I'm gonna, you're going to see. I'm going to tell you why because two things. Number one, one. Anytime I see a movie that is like from the '50s or even the '60s, the first thing I think of is that fake green screen when somebody's in a car. That's or in my this, favorite. Right? And I love it, but I, the first thing I think is like, that immediately takes me out, and my my brain goes, wouldn't it be cool if they did actually shoot this on location? Could that be possible? Well, do you would... know why they didn't shoot this on location? Why? No, why? So, okay, guys, this is where I get nerdy. I really like MGM movies. This was before Mountains in the Woods. And <laughs> so it's before they didn't actually have exactly. scenery. So they had yeah. to make Anywhere. it up. The, this is actually the first time anyone had seen a tree. They learned about crazy. it from Bob Ross paintings. Yeah. Um, no, this was during MGA's, like, MGM's like big musical time. Yes. And so this was actually being made um, right when Brigadoon and all those big Arthur Freed musicals. Do you guys know who Arthur Freed was? No. Oh, so, no. 
<laughs> Arthur Freed was like this huge producer that was basically given almost complete control of mm-hmm. his own section of MGM because his musicals were huge hits. Like he made Singing in the Rain. Mm, I think he I've made like Carousel. Like there's like a list of 20 of the great musicals. Mm-hmm. I think Easter Parade was one of his. That one didn't do great. Easter Parade. So he was like a huge musical. He had his own unit. They gave him like so much money. And he was doing Brigadoon with Gene Kelly at this point, which have you gentlemen seen Brigadoon? Not no. yet. No. It is so slow and boring. Mm-hmm. Though Gene Kelly is fabulous per it's usual. It's not on the list. It's, yeah. don't, don't watch it. It's okay. fine. It's boring. Okay. But they were like, that's going to make a lot of money. We don't have money. So uh, Seven Brides, Seven Brothers, you got to film on the lot. Makes sense. And the, this one did like twice as well as Brigadoon. This movie was a huge oh, success. Oh, for sure. Because it is a mm-hmm. crowd pleaser, this movie. It's a it crowd is. pleaser. It really is. Especially if your crowd time. lives in the mountains. <laughs> exactly. So again, seeing yep. that, not that I could decipher that this movie was comparatively low budgeted compared to other musicals, but mm-hmm. I'm still seeing things that I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if if somebody could just aesthetically just set design wise mm-hmm. have a bigger budget to like to you know to make it look nice i love the costumes mm-hmm. but i started thinking wouldn't it be cool if somebody tried to make a more like how do you do this not not more realistically in the world but like costume design like okay your job is to actually make very authentic 1850s costumes for this movie but still inject a bunch of color if you can mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that that is a fun design challenge for me so i was thinking that that's my number 1 number 2 number 2 number 2 number 2 is because i was so enjoying the choreography in the songs oh, it's so good that i'm like i would the love it the songs with very problematic lyrics yes but i would love it if talented dancers and choreographers could work on something like this today. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. This should not so, be a NBC live. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want that. Who would they cast? Cast it right now. Okay, we have to cast seven brothers. Okay. <laughs> Who can dance okay. and sing? Go. Easy. The main one would be John Hamm. Oh my gosh, he would be such a good Adam. Yeah, he would. Adam. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I want to hear him sing that. I bet he sings. He probably does. Uh, the youngest brother would be um, Yorma Tacone. Oh my gosh, oh, he'd be please. so cute. As Gideon. I've seen his dancing in the videos where he dances to Fleet Foxes, and he's I very talented. I want to dress as Kevin. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then brothers two through five would just be like... They've all got to be comedians. Two through six. I just want Zac Efron in there somewhere. Is and Zac Efron, It would be Zac Efron, Channing Tatum. Um, the, the Magic Mike guys. All Basically, of them. yeah. We'll get yeah. the magic mic, I, I guys. feel like this is a Channing Tatum project, for sure. Oh, definitely. Be. A Channing Tatum Just joy. bringing in a little bit of his uh, Kingsman Western guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's ready. They put exactly. it on his reel when he's they submit it. it to casting. Like, he's done it and before. And he can dance. The so, man can dance. The man yes, he can dance. So he's beca- proven that. Maybe he's like, stepped up. Maybe Bruno Mars could be one of them. Whatever. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Um, uh, as long as they all have red hair, they'll look like they're brothers. Yeah, Bruno Mars with red hair, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. They'll be like a black guy. That's it's terrible. like, I've got red hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. So oh, let's like do it. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Like a really good black guy dancer. Like, wow, he's great. <laughs> um, let's do it. So, yeah, the thing I kept thinking was like, I knew the basic plot was that they kidnap seven women and then they, of course, fall in love. Just like in 12 Monkeys, the exactly. captive women fall in love with the... Romance by abduction. Stockholm Syndrome. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Romance by abduction, which is terrible. So in my brain, I'm like, could you remake this movie? And I think you could. I think you could change the lyrics for the songs, keep some songs, make some new songs, mm-hmm. shoot it on location and have beautiful, like, on you know, on location uh, uh, places to shoot, which would be gorgeous. Or just make it all CG. That's fine, too. <laughs> <laughs> have, have, go get real. Who's directing this? Uh, I don't know. But, oh, man, that's a good question. I feel like, I don't know. But you go Steven get, like, Soderberg. like, Broadway performers. <laughs> Soderbergh. You get some Broadway. You did Magic Mike. I would love it if they shot it 
I haven't seen Les Miserables, but like that thing of like we're gonna shoot the actors actually singing up in the mountains. No. Would that that would be terrible, <laughs> no. right? It would, yes. it would be like start a lot of bad. avalanches that yeah. way. It'd be boring. It'd be dangerous. Uh, also, can I just say, let the record show, Mamma Mia did that first, and they just don't talk about that. Did they really? Did it really? Here was the problem: everyone picks up Meryl Streep singing. She sang on location every like Great. all those takes, but no one else did. So it made her sound weird uh, because no. Also, because Pierce Brosnan can't sing. Uh, yeah. But everyone loved that Anne Hathaway did. It. She was brave, but everyone yeah. was mean to Meryl Streep about it. Doesn't surprise me. I just me. need people to know me that either. it bothers me a lot. I feel time. like the biggest problem I feel in like Hollywood they both get a lot of shit. is that Meryl Streep has gone unnoticed as a talent that's a like, good point I just want to thank I just, you I just that's wanna, why I came on the show actually to talk Florence about Meryl Streep come on I did the, I didn't the streeper y'all it was hard to watch was it I believe it, it. The streeper. that's something I find hard I am a streeper thank you yeah. there's We're not all many streepers. of us no not many of She's I'm the a, best I'm a streeper at She's the best part of Stuck Street on You. Bed. Street Rats. Was she in Stuck on You? Yes. Shut up. Who is she She's in Stuck in on You? She plays Meryl Streep. Wait, really? Yes. Okay, I have to rewatch Stuck on You. I haven't watched it in years. Because uh, she Greg was Kinnear's dating one of the Fairley brothers. Yeah, no, Greg Kinnear's <laughs> uh, twin brother was the actor, so he was the one that was like, you know, very much a fan of Meryl Streep, and he called her the Streeper. That's where I get that nickname from. Is from the movie Stuck on You. Damn it! I wish we got more from Stuck on You. This they, is great. They what come, else did they, we get? Because she like she vacations in. <laughs> Kinnear and Matt Damon. Yeah, it's so fucking yeah. weird. She uh, and like uh, um, who else was in that? Oh my god, um, I'm blanking on. I haven't seen that whole movie. Who, it used to be on TNT a lot, so I yeah. watched it. Yeah. Or like who's, who's the actresses? We know movies or whatever. Who's the actress That's in TNT. Too Fast, Too Furious? The Latina actress. I'm blanking on her name. In in Hitch. Oh, Ava Longoria. Uh, Ava, yeah. no. No, it's Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes. Well, it's Ava Longoria. Ava Mendes. Eva oh, not Ava Longoria. I'm so sorry. Ava Mendes. You're Ava right. Mendes. Ava Mendes. I was Mendes. thinking Ava of the wrong person. Is, I just said the wrong <laughs> they name. They have a baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they, have they do. two babies. They have two she's, babies. She's in Stuck on You. Is she but that, Stuck on yeah, You? She, yeah. This, I believe she's, that. She plays April, and then the other lead female character's name is May. Oh, so no. that's what they did. June. Yeah, no. I'm October. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Dorcas. No, Dorcas they, um, Galen. Dorcas I think. Galen. God bless. I think it's Greg Kinnear that comes up to Meryl Streep because she vacations in where in that whatever town it takes place in, and like it's New always England on somewhere. the East Coast. Yeah, on the East Coast, and <laughs> they and go to a Cubs game or something. They come up to her as as twins. <laughs> that's Midwest. not the East Coast. It counts. <laughs> they're like, hey, I don't know if you've ever uh, Chicago or the East Coast. If you've ever, if you remember us, but you were at a geography a, a football game when we were in high school, and, and Meryl Streep's like, oh my god, I remember that because they played like they were both quarterback or whatever in high school. Meryl Streep was quarterback. No, no, oh. the two of them because they're stuck on Thank each you. other. Thank oh, you. Okay, just rewatch Stuck on You. It's not okay. great. It's not a great movie. I'm just going to rewatch Stuck Think about Stuck how on many you. movies you watched from the ages of like 10 to like 17 that you would, if now you hadn't seen it, you're probably never going to see it. But because it was on television when sure. you were 10 to 17, you yeah. watched yeah. anything? Yeah, pretty much. I've seen so many bad movies because I was bored exactly. and TNT was playing something like, at I don't four know how many times I've seen The Day After Tomorrow. The movie's so garbage. So many. <laughs> yeah, I know. Except that one scene but with I've Jake Gyllenhaal like and Emmy Rossum where they hug because he's cold. Mm-hmm. 12-year-old me was about it. Um, <laughs> I thought it was super sexy. Me too. I feel like I feel like the avalanches i feel like i own most of those movies the ones that i saw from like 10 through 10 through 17 that i was (laughs) like independence day this is good um Um, stranger than fiction is one of the ones that i saw so many times i love that movie it's a real safe church movie yeah oh yeah show at church a lot because they're like "Mm, there's not too many swears in this one (laughs) no not a lot of swears Mm -hmm. and never god kind of makes you think it's (laughs) kind of funny here you go um yeah and now i wonder like i feel like that era has passed where i don't think kids growing up today have 
I don't think that they look at TV the same way we look at TV. But then I realized I think the new thing is just Netflix, where there's also shitty movies just on Netflix that kids today are watching, yeah. ages 10 through 17, that we'll never watch. But it's just because it's on Netflix, they're watching it. So same thing. So they're, yeah. so they, I guess every generation has its own group of a bunch of weird movies. It's true. Yeah. I'm just worried that because, well, anyway. Kids what? these days. Well, just because I, this is the thing is, I agree with that. I think yeah. it's the same. People freak out. It's the same. Yeah. My only issue is if you can only get something on streaming, there, I just feel like the loss of physical media is, it will make it harder to find things I overall. Agree. I agree. It just agree. stresses me Let's out. Let's get into it. That's why I still have Netflix through the mail, y'all. And that's why we still have. Is that a thing? Yes. You could still do that. Yes. Except you won't upgrade to Blu-rays like a... Don't need to. <laughs> like a caveman. Homie, if I like the movie that they That's send me... That's what's caveman about this. I'm going to yeah. go buy it. Don't exactly. worry. Don't worry. It's you just... just no. Yeah. What if we... Does it cost more to get Blu-rays? don't we use that to get movies for this list also? Uh, because I was sitting on Wonder Woman, Linda Carter, Season oh 1, God. Disc 5 oh, since February. God. Just sent thank it. Thank God we and got that. And speaking of the streeper, they're sending me a Meryl Streep movie. What Which Meryl Streep movie? Postcards from the Edge. It's I've not on the list. That that's, the Debbie, that's the Debbie Reynolds, Carrie Fisher one. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It's not on the list. It's not, but I'm going to watch it because I just is read the book. Is he not allowed to watch something on the list? <laughs> I'm not. I need him to get movies for the list. Avengers Infinity War. I don't know what's happening the last 200 movies <laughs> uh but you know what we're gonna have them send us uh next week's movie juno i'll make sure that that gets actually sent. have that one already okay. i also own that one i think if okay great can, can we borrow it that'd yeah, be awesome borrow it. juno's great i love that movie but very much it's i am so right there with you kimmy about physical media it just makes me anxious i what that it's going away well just because i think things will get lost i agree we can mm-hmm. borrow each other's movies just the three of us okay just we're gonna hoard yeah We'll all have collections. It'll happen. I've gotten to a point where I have to import movies now, and I never thought I would do that just because they're not getting released in the and way I want them to. And he hates anything outside of America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I Tell hate what, importing things. I like my Blu-rays region one, and that's it. <laughs> that's the only region. <laughs> There's a regionist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not xenophobic. But every other region can burn in hell. (laughs) Agreed. Uh, Yeah. So Uh, what was it about this movie when you were a kid that made you love it so much? All right. So this is my experience. And Keller, I need you to speak up depending on your experience as well. But my mother, I don't know. Do you guys find that a lot? You either saw things or didn't see things because your parents liked it or didn't like it. Absolutely. So my mother loves happy movies and musicals and 50s things. Mm -hmm. And she loves Gene Kelly and Howard Keel and doesn't like Fred Astaire. So I've never (laughs) seen a Fred Astaire movie. Why didn't she like Fred Astaire? She's like, he's too flimsy. He's (laughs) too flimsy. He is super And this is something I'm going to say about Gene Kelly. It's just so debonair. And so like... The whole thing is it was like escapist and it was like high class, but that doesn't appeal, I think, to someone who was raised in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And I will say there's something about, I think what people associate with musicals, it is it's very floaty and beautiful. I think American in Paris, right, with like Gene Kelly doing the ballet, which is beautiful. But Gene Kelly also, and I would say this movie, there's a rough, there was like a roughness and a rowdiness to musicals that's mm-hmm. super athletic and a lot of gymnastics that mm-hmm. people don't think of, but I love. So I mm-hmm. love Gene Kelly. I love a Russ Tamblin and West Side Story walks that line really well. But mm-hmm. anyway, my mother has a big crush on Howard Keel. As an adult, I'm realizing my father looks a lot like him. Not like heavily, but my dad is like a tall magnum like Thomas Magnum style man where he's got a dark hair and a mustache. So my mom just always was like, this is a great one. We watch it now. I'm like, oh, she just has a crush on him and he looks mm-hmm. like my dad. So like Burt Reynolds was a loss to your mother. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> anyway, I think he was a little too much for her. But like, no, my parents watch Magnum. My mom adores 
uh, what's his face from Magnum? Not Mag- the new one. Magnum PI. Magnum PI. Tom Selleck. Yeah. Yes. The worst. Fucking hate Richard. I fucking can't watch. Hate. I can't I watch that I stuff. Hope. It freaks me out. Oh, he looks like my dad. Ooh, yeah. It's gross. And that just adds to the whole thing. Because when you're a kid, you're like, oh, all adults are the same age. And then when you watch Friends as an adult, you're like, you're like, she is in her 20s and he is her father's age. Yeah. And so this gross. Is bad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's real bad. It's, it's so bad. gross. So. But, yeah. Whenever I meet somebody that's like, that's like, oh, Chandler was bad for Monica. Richard was the best. I'm like, get out of my sight. Yeah, and then, yeah. Get out I've of my sight. Everyone knows it was Pete. That Pete's yeah. the best boyfriend, 100%. Which one's Pete? I like Pete. I know that's hard. Who's Pete? No, she, Is he John Favreau? Yes, John Favreau. That was <laughs> okay. my favorite boyfriend. I think she's the mean octagon. to Chandler. <laughs> I love him. He's so funny. And I what, love their story. She's like not into he, him. Then they she kiss. settled for Chandler? No, I didn't say she settled. I think she's mean to Chandler. I think she's hard on him. I love it. Oh, Hector. No, I love it. It's true. Yeah, no. it actually makes a lot. Of, now that I'm, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no. it makes a yeah, lot of sense. You should be cherished. When I'm hard on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've noticed. I've seen the dynamic. I, I was agree. actually going to say something. I'm glad I, we're doing this. Hector, on, shut on the mic. fuck up. Hector, <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> hey, you know I spoke out of turn. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I did that. You're no, right. I did that. <laughs> I love uh, Monica and Chandler because even though that's true, mm-hmm. think about the way that Chandler was written as a character. Like he comes from family that was also kind of I think domineering in some way Mm -hmm. and then uh, I just have felt just really read into like any Chandler and Monica moment where they really do love each other a lot they totally do super are in love so that anything else becomes instantaneously like husband wife bickering that's like oh that's funny that's sitcom stuff as opposed to when I was a kid and I would watch like Home Improvement I would be like no 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 they should get a divorce (laughs) they straight hate I was like I was like Tim Allen and his wife on this show straight hate it's each other. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't watch it. He was the worst on that show. Yeah. He was He's a huge piece of shit. Yeah. So many sitcoms had terrible husbands, but I was like, no, nah, Chandler Monica. It's but okay. it was all based on his stand-up about being a terrible husband. Yeah. And having a hot wife. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Okay, this is my two cents. I think you're right. Monica and Chandler actually do really love each other yeah. and are really good because I think they even each other out. Yeah. But in the name of like easy sitcom jokes, he was super hand-picked. Okay. She was super crazy. And I think for a lot of us who are young who watched it because they were good romance. Everyone's like, oh, that's a good relationship. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that's them acting actually as like emotionally Fair. healthy people. I know think, it's a comedy. Who I cares? But best, people take that show really seriously. Yes, good I think the, the best, healthiest relationship on that show is probably Phoebe and Paul Rudd. Her friend. Phoebe, everything. Mother. Phoebe is the only yeah. healthy person on that show. That's what Keller said. See, when Phoebe's I was a kid, Phoebe's the best when one. I was a kid, my favorite was Monica. Chandler because he was the funny one. He's very funny. Monica, I had a big crush on Courtney Cox, but also I love that character and I think she's super funny. She's so Did great it come on the show. from. Ace Ventura? No. Your crush on her? It, okay. That actually, I think, mm-hmm. well, I don't I don't even remember her from Ace Ventura, to be honest, because like, Friends premiered in 95. Ace Ventura was 93, I think. Okay. I think 92 or 93 was the year that Jim Carrey had Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, and The Mask. That all is in one, insane. All in one year. So, as a, And I think I was what a year. five, so it may have been 1992. What a year for comedy. Yeah, it was 92 because... <laughs> yes, yeah. for comedy. For comedy. But like, Phoebe... So when I was a kid, I had all these opinions. I'm like, I think uh, Chandler's the best. I love Monica. I even went through a phase where I was like, I think Ross and more really uh, David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer's like brilliant. He's the best performance. So it's the best performance. But that character is like such a weirdo. Like I I get that, but and an awful person. When I started Mm -hmm. rewatching it, and Keller was watching it the first time, Keller turned to me pretty early on, and he was like, Phoebe's the best character. 
And because right. maybe because I was a dumb boy when I was young, I, I, I turned to Keller. I was like, no, she's not. And then just watched it with Keller. And I was like, yeah, she is. She's Lisa Kudrow's a genius. She's the so funny. Is the best thing she's I've ever watched so in my life. mean. And she is hilarious. But like she, good like, mean? She yes. plays she's it so exactly. She plays it so dumb. Yes. Until she like fucking cuts somebody to their core all of a yeah. sudden. But no. she, and she's brilliant so at. I love comedians that can play. She has gotten smarter over the yes. seasons too. And and she used to be like too weird, and then she just became very like quirky and had different nuanced. quirks and yeah. nuanced she was super nuanced character like the at, at the episode where i think you may have gotten or like to she it. like has lived on the streets and like yeah. mugged people and stuff it's just so <laughs> funny her Ross. backstory and yeah. nobody's like wait what you did what yeah and she's like yeah idiots i have yeah. other friends yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's so cool best. I'm yeah. with you. I think she's the best. I just, I think the reason that my hackles raise at that is because I know a lot of guys who see themselves as Chandler, which is yeah. totally fine. Yeah. If you're the Fucking one who makes the Chandler. jokes that does, people don't like, but I know so many men who see themselves as Chandler and I secretly think they're looking for a girl who treats them the way Monica treats him yeah. in the later seasons. Yeah. And so, and it drives me nuts. Cause I'm like, no, you don't like, uh-huh. obviously the truth of the relationship is actually sweet, but that's not what you see half the time. And I think they see all those side things. I'm like that's a good relationship. Yeah. I know so many dudes who are looking for that. I'm like, no, really, everybody should just be looking for their Phoebe because true. Phoebe they is like, everybody needs with their Phoebe. Yes. Phoebe's so chill. She works with everybody. Like, exactly. yeah, she, Phoebe, if, if they had done Phoebe and Joey, I would have been like, okay, that's, it's, it's well, I, she makes so many jokes yeah. about Joey all the time. <laughs> she just thinks he's so hot. So, exactly. Yeah. So, but it's such it's a so sweet funny. thing. I'll see yes. you later, yes. big boy or whatever. And I'm sure he's like, hits on him. It's the it's best. Super if funny. they had done Phoebe and Chandler, would have been better for Chandler. It would have been like that. Which is what been, they were intending to do. I have a theory really? that they were intending yeah, to do originally. Chandler and Rachel is my <sighs> theory. You go back to the pilot. Remember the pilot where she comes in? I don't know why I grossed out of that. Yeah. <laughs> it, I'm so sorry. You don't like anybody with Rachel. <laughs> I love, no, I love Ross and Rachel. Yeah. Okay, Ross is my favorite character, even though Phoebe's together. the best. Don't really? ever say that in this household <laughs> no, ever again. Ross is the best performance, and I re- yes. Ross's failings are the, the failings character. I relate to. Yes, he, he is a big failure, but I love him. But yeah, and he's, he, he's a weirdo failure. He's great. I love him. He's the most Terrible fun for me person. to watch. His because his again his performance is so good. Any scene where he freaks out is the mm-hmm. funniest scene mm-hmm. I've ever. Yeah, where he's seen. where where he gets a sandwich eaten and he's like you you. Uh, <laughs> he's doing a pretty good See, one right his now. His mannerisms yeah. are so yeah. good. He created all of those. Yeah. They wrote for uh, Matthew Perry speaking. Yes. They created every. Yes. They created, he created every mannerism for Ross. It's mm-hmm. so good. Because that character would have been the worst on any other show. Yeah. I'm sorry. It does suck that I can't watch actor. him in anything else With anymore. Actor. Well, now that he's it's, like directing. His home, his homecoming, him on that podcast, Homecoming, was excellent. Really? Oh. He's so good in it. He is just kind of being Dick Ross, but it's great. Mm. Anyway, I interrupted The you. name's so sorry. Dick Ross. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Friends is a great show. I love it. It's a really good show. Really good sitcom. There, uh, yeah, there weren't seven brides or seven brothers. Speaking of that. six friends plus Paul Rudd. Or Aisha Tyler, depending on which season you're watching. Oh, yeah. Here's six characters plus a seventh in The Brothers. And then they're, they're and then brides. pairings. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a terrible segue. What mm-hmm. was your favorite part, Hector? My yeah. favorite part no, was give me your when, overall thoughts first of all, on yeah. this movie Let's that this. you Here's the thing. have not seen until now. Here's the thing. This is the most fun you've had with the musical that I've watched with you. Yes, yes. That's great. What yes. the musicals Probably. have you First of all, actually, can we, we might back have up? Watched I want Rain more context. Together. You like what song? musicals have you seen or do you like? Um, I know I'm taking this too far back, but I really want to know. any Disney ones. Yeah, which, which I don't, don't count those. They function Dome. differently. Fair, exactly. fair. True. Uh, I like Chicago. I think it's a good movie. It's a great movie. He just um, likes John C. Riley. He's the best, Mr. Cellophane. He's the best. I'm in a musical. I'm in a musical. <laughs> I just, it's I great. see. I just saw Magnolia, so I'm in love with John C. Riley right now. I want that Sherlock great. Holmes movie <laughs> oh, they're yeah. making so it's bad. Coming. Watson, yeah. Um, uh, what else? Old school ones. I feel like Singing in the Rain was mm-hmm. one because it's perfect. School. Um, 
God, the umbrellas of Cherbourg. Cherbourg. Mm-hmm. I saw that one. I haven't it's seen okay. it, but it's supposed to be great. Sweeney Todd. Okay. Uh, Sweeney Todd, not great. Um, I liked La La Land, but I get why people don't like it, and mm-hmm. it's totally fair. But I'm like, I I bought it. I felt mm-hmm. I felt there was enough in that movie for me to relate to, being in L.A., Same. you know, trying to get through shit. Uh, so I just mapped it onto my life, and I was like, this is good, you guys. It's sad and good. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, but not too many. So here's and anytime we've talked about musicals. I'm so glad you're here that we have a musical expert I because that musicals. is that is not the genre I know anything about, but I can definitely appreciate it. Oh, you know what else is a good one? What? Cats Don't Dance. Remember that animated film from Get like 2000? Stop it. It's good because Stop it, it because it's you all are the Monica to his it's, anthrop- it's anthropomorphic <laughs> animals, but it's about like the golden age of Hollywood and musicals and stuff. Okay, I, I want to say, can I ask you I one question? Yes. The girl animals they have long eyelashes. They're cats. I have of. a really weird thing about kind when of. you anthropomorphize animals, they mm-hmm. make them sexy, sure. and it's usually long legs and eyelashes, and it weirds uh, me out. And usually for uh, some reason, like bunny. like hourglass figures, like furry boobs, like yeah. furry. Sure, sure, sure. It's um, weird. That's in there, but the guy, <laughs> the, there, there's Hector's uh, There's there's also I don't know. <laughs> there's also uh, I think that's an interesting thing, like trying to trying to map on genders onto animals that otherwise you wouldn't be able to see genders. Like I'm looking at Bambi. Right now, the poster of Bambi and Thumper and Flower. The Bambi's here, because Bambi's a boy, right? Bambi's Guys, a boy. Guys, we have a Bambi poster. Yeah, we do. We're really cool. It's really cute. I uh, got oh that in God, the mail. Uh, when I think of like Kung Fu Panda, like Jack Black is a boy panda, and Tigress is like Angelina Jolie, like she kind of seems like a girl tiger, but that's one that she's not super She's pretty just sexy. She ha- yeah, she's yeah, exactly. She's very like a, you know, mm-hmm. give me some other animal movies you've seen. I actually the one I usually use in reference is Splash mm. Mountain, The Ride. Oh. Is you get a bunch of cranes and egrets and they always have petty it's always these girls with long eyelashes and mm-hmm. they're always doing the can can with mm-hmm. these long legs and Tell they're like it. feathery petticoats and it kills me. Well, we did just watch the inspiration birds. for that ride. You guys watched Sales uh, South? No, mm. the Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen... you seriously, and that was a mistake. I've never really seen Song of the South. I'm do it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, that's... It's... it's Shit, they do it and everything. don't dance. Yeah, you should check it out. I'll check it out. I'm intrigued. I love yeah, old like Hollywood. Yeah, catch Darla, Darla Dimple is the villain in that. She is a human. What a great Oh, it's name. like Shirley Temple. Yeah, she's like the, the Shirley Temple. Oh my God, that's And she's so this good. tyrant. Yeah. She's this awful little thing. And she's trying to get animals because they're like an underclass in the Hollywood industry to not work anymore. So she's Roger rabbit Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another one. Well, that's a human, but still unrealistically mm-hmm. over-sexualized. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. trying to harken back to like the Tex Avery you know, but the Red Riding Hood, but whatever. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> reference, reference. So that's where I'm at with musicals. So I had a okay. fun time with this, but this is where my overall where I stand. It's a good movie. I don't think I need to see it ever again in my life. I <laughs> okay. wouldn't be opposed to seeing it though. Like especially, okay. especially with a good musical, it's like, oh, if I think about a specific uh, scene, look it up on YouTube. Would you see this Great. like a you know live I mean? production of it? Sure, I would. Um, yeah, that would be interesting. And I really do, I did like it enough that I am serious about like, what if there was a way to update this, what would be done? And, or do you just leave it Mm -hmm. in 1954 forever? Like, Mm -hmm. which would be fine too, but like I, and just go into it with that awareness. Yeah, for sure. Which is still, you know, instead of remaking, this is, this is the movie you show to your kids and then hopefully they're at an age where afterwards you go, okay, let's have a conversation. Like Mm -hmm. it's bad that they kidnapped kidnapped women. That's Mm -hmm. very bad. It's not a good thing. Um, so yeah, don't fall in love with kidnappers. Don't. Yes. If you get kidnapped, don't fall in love with them. Exactly, Just, it's a, it's an old trick, and yeah. a lot of people fall for it. But <laughs> don't do it. There it's is true. a point to where they all do like them, 
Mm-hmm. But then they kidnap them and it's like, hey, guys, you took a few yeah. steps back here. I know it's hard because you have to add that context of like 1850s frontier lifestyle with like it was really hard to find a partner. Like usually being married was a survival tactic because yeah. you have someone who can like if someone can take care of the home and cook, then you can take care of your farm and you guys mm-hmm. can actually make more and do more and sell more. And, and having kids was the same thing. Having kids was workers. like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And not like this isn't like cynical. This is like an honest like mm-hmm. this was marriage was so much more about survival than it was about part like uh, love. Mm-hmm. But and see, so, none of that's in the movie, really. No, it's because it's hardcore about love. Because it's hard, yeah, exactly. And about it's, love yeah. at first sight. You yeah. get married until you get cholera, and then you die. Yeah, you get what? Cholera. Cholera. I heard color, and I was like, oh, yeah. what? You get, you get a bright pink shirt, and yeah. then you die. <laughs> exactly. You get color, and then you die. <laughs> uh, so you know what would be interesting if if they did a remake is to inject more of that in there. I think, the I think that's a hundred percent what yeah. it is. It's like, um, did you guys ever read in school, Sarah, uh, Sarah Plain and Tall, or any of these books yes. about like mail order brides in the eighteen hundreds? Oh, Sarah Plain and Tall is a wonderful one about a mail order bride, but it's very honest and real. Yeah, and it's a beautiful book. Yeah, great children's literature. Yeah. No, it's like a whole. See, I watched a lot of Laura Ingalls Wilder stuff. Yeah. So this era of American history always fascinates Dude, me. Dude, I would hire you to write the remake. Thank you. I would. I really if I was, if I was that. a producer, and they're like, and they're like, the studio was like, Hector, we need you to produce a remake of Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I'd be like, mm, I know who I'm calling. Kimmy's gonna write it for me because she's an expert in the era. You are who I would go to first, yeah. though. Thank you. Hector, you we need to remake it. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. And, he's, and, it, and, and I love that you would have the humility to defer it to Kimmy. That's, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. That's the mark it of a good a producer. You know, you know that you can't do this. No, no, no. Yeah. You Never. know that you're not equipped. Yeah. Not at to all. To do a frontier musical. No. Yeah. That's why I said I was worried about talking about this movie for the thing. It was like that moment we talked about. I love, there's that great moment where Millie sees the house. It's a mess. Adam's being an ass and being mm-hmm. like, cool, see you at supper time. I know we just got married, but no romance. Mm-hmm. and she just is staying there looking at this and she makes this choice instead of like crumpling running into the woods mm-hmm. she rolls up her sleeves and gets the job done and it's not out of like oh she should accept she what she has it her kitchen it's the fact that she's like i'm not gonna just survive i'm gonna thrive i'm gonna take yeah. over the situation life does. just gave me lemons i'm gonna make so much fucking lemonade that these guys love me the house was really nice yeah like she whipped everybody into shape to so where good. They i love did, when she dumps the breakfast they, on the floor that was great they became she's a family so, she's so yeah. spunky so millie was my favorite character and there's a lot of there's so much good you know especially for young people to see again that example of rolling up your sleeves and like sometimes you do have to do that particularly now, if back then it was 12 miles to the nearest town and you didn't true. have a horse like she Look, didn't have that's options. true there, my, she had nowhere to go my 2018 yeah. brain walk 12 miles at night it's like call yeah. an uber and get out of there yeah, honey exactly. <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah i was like i was like adam's a piece of shit he lied to you he didn't say he had six other brothers but for sure also but, no cell phone service so yeah what are you gonna do but yeah. um man <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem with exactly. what i said i'm What's glad you problem? caught it yeah there's definitely a version where Adam is a, a new a new version of that character is like he still has the same. There's a needs. way to do this that treats yeah. men not to be pieces of shit. Yes, yes, the, the, uh, essentially, or just let this be completely naive to the extent where they're awful because it's a naivete with most of yes. them. Well, yeah, sure. have it be that, and then have Millie straight up whip them into shape. Yeah, it also, could but have... not in the weird like I don't know. Margot Robbie is what Millie. masculinism Ooh. should be. She should be so good in that role. Ooh, because she's right. so strong yet very feminine. And yes, I just think she'd kill. It. Plus, she has a similar face. Yeah, it's my two that cents. That would be great. Cool, we cast it. Oh my god, with a southern accent. But also, can she sing? Who knows? Who cares? Eh, fair. She could we'll do dub. it. We'll dub. We'll dub. We'll dub. Uh, this movie reminded me of. Overboard. We can dub it. House. Oh, the kind of conning someone into cleaning your house. Yes, fair. Kurt Russell. 
Goldie Hawn. But then, like, by the end of that movie, they genuinely do fall in love. And, again, same thing. Like, she whips that family into being a family instead of these little monsters. Uh, that's another movie I need to revisit. Guys, I, I think we're years. talking about a very problematic trope in cinema. Yes. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. real bad. <laughs> Trying to get someone to do your all your work. Not just yeah. someone. A woman, specifically. A woman. Yeah, yeah, that's you're true. right. right. I will be specific. This, this group but of men. But they do address it a few times in this movie. It's like, you yeah. can't just take a woman to be your slave. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not just going to be your slave. It's very weird yeah. what the concept of this movie is and then what it says to contradict it throughout, mm-hmm. yeah. but kind of says it's okay still. It weirdly. was more self-aware in this watching than I remembered it being. I remember mm-hmm. being like really dumb and just like, oh, mm-hmm. this is all fine because mm-hmm. they all, and it was slightly, Millie like calls things out, but it all works out perfectly for everyone. Yes. <laughs> which like, is. No consequences. Yeah, so maybe if you do remake, have a couple of them There are die. never any repercussions for Adam's yeah. shitty yes. actions the entire time. Agreed. He's like, well, I'm going to go to the cabin. Then he goes to the cabin. Then he comes back. Yeah. And he's got a baby, and she's not mad at him anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Like he didn't have now, to be there And then they the go gross. kidnap a bunch of women, and... Nothing bad happens to him mm-hmm. other than he has to sleep in the barn. Now Adam's a feminist because he had a daughter. Exactly. So I remember that. Thinking about the idea of a daughter. As a father, I can understand <laughs> now. You guys laugh, but I do think that happens to men, yeah, to people, does. particularly in my yeah, experience. Yeah, but men, that's but a not. bummer. It, it, it is, is a bummer, but sometimes <laughs> what happens. I'm glad a... that, that it happens. I'm glad that yes, your sure. eyes have been opened. Sure. But dude, it, fucking I, read a book. I think I think the problem <laughs> is like exactly talk I, to somebody. I think the problem is that uh, don't admit that's what did it for you. I think that the I think that's the problem. But that's because their go-to. It is because I was having this conversation with uh, some friends of mine actually that said like uh, I have this friend who she has a she's white and she has a black niece and she was describing she goes I'd always been completely supportive of movements that are being that are you know aware and calling out systemic racism in the united states and all this other stuff black lives matter she's like i've always been aware of that and yet it wasn't until i actually like my my niece came to live with me and i saw it firsthand that i like understood more and she kind of described like that that she sort of i guess opened up her bandwidth or like something happened where she's like, okay, I've now seen this in my life. And my other friend was saying the same thing about him again, kind of being a father. Like, yes, men will say that that they that they that they are allies and that they're feminists, but a lot of the times their actions, whatever, whatever, when they do actually have children, or if they have a daughter or something, they something need the access point. And it's and it's they need the, the access empathy point. So my point. yeah, my friend was saying he goes, it's not just those specific issues, but that every human only has a set amount of bandwidth. And we can only really apply our energies into what is kind of affecting our lives. Until we can upgrade our internet packages. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) We're never going to get the bandwidth that we require. I thought it was a very interesting way to put it. And it's not, and I I can can totally see that, is that, yeah, that makes sense, is that that's how humans work, is that I don't think that thing is real. And then it happens to their life and they go, okay, now I know it's real. Um, But the only problem is like, just don't as a dude say, as a father, because it's so many, you know, just be like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I like this movie. It's good. I'm it's glad good. you liked it. Hector but liked it. I was very worried about it. I was it. not sure time. I was going to go. Me neither. <gasps> what? No, again, I just, again, I all I remember, I remember. Anybody watching this movie going into it, we did preface that it's fucking insane. Yeah, it is. You did. So, you did yeah. actually set that up for me pretty nicely. 
Oh, but I'm glad you recognize the things that are great with the colors, right? Like what was, ah, I was watching, oh, I was at that John Williams, Williams live concert oh, nice. last week at the bowl and they did a retrospective to Leonard Cohen, Leonard Cohen, Leonard Bernstein, whatever, one of those guys. Mm-hmm. And it was West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Have you guys, I've never watched West Side Story full through. Have you guys seen it? No. I Another Russ so. Tamblin it's feature. Years ago. List. Love Russ Tamblin. And Amber Tamblin's dad. Exactly. I, I, if I... I, I, Shout love, out to Amber I got into Amber Tamblin because my mother was like, you know that actress from the sisterhood with Charlie pants? That's Russ Tamblin's daughter. Mm-hmm. And I went <gasps> as a really cool 15 year old. <laughs> but all that to say, I was, uh, the, the, they were doing all this West side story stuff and the color yeah. it's so vibrant and reds and blues and oranges and it's bright. And this movie does the same thing. It is yeah. so yeah beautiful to watch mm-hmm. and i think that's half of what makes everything you kind of forgive it because you just mm-hmm. want to keep looking at it it's like the wizard of oz everything is so wide yes it too. it's yeah. so wide there's so much mm-hmm. in each shot it's so nicely framed and i mean can we just talk about how, how familiar are you guys with the work of stanley donnan i don't know oh who my that is god. he's my favorite of the donnans <laughs> oh my gosh you guys Stan- oh my god i could talk about stanley donnan for Okay, first of all, a choreographer. Okay. Welcome to the Sa- Oh my Donnan god. Podcast. Okay, yes. He was a choreographer. He was the basically producing partner of Gene Kelly. Okay. So they did all this stuff. So he like was at he 27. Nicer than Gene Kelly? Um Gene Kelly was just oh, tough. He was, okay, that's a whole thing. Um <laughs> I'm very pro Gene Kelly. Come back so he co-directed on the, on the Town mm-hmm. and um he he co-directed Singing in the Rain with with Gene Kelly. And then they kind of split partially because Gene Kelly married Stanley Donen's ex-wife. Which is a whole thing. That'll do her. But, but you then, know what? He, 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 he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Well, I've, there's more to that. But then Stanley Donen, they, they trusted him with this movie. And this movie was a huge success, even though it, it didn't take a lot of money. Um, and then he started, he directed Charade, which is like one of my wow. favorite movies of all time. Is this the guy you mentioned earlier who had carte blanche at MGM? No, this is our, that's Arthur Freed. Okay. So, so Arthur Freed was a producer. Gotcha, but gotcha. Um, Stanley Donen, this is the, where I'm going with this, is he's just an incredible director. He like mm-hmm. worked under Louis B. Mayer. He's part of the end of the golden age of MGM and he's still fucking alive he's like 98 and he is in a late in life romance with Elaine May they just live in fucking Beverly Hills somewhere and I think about it once a week where I'm like find them there is somewhere Stanley Donen and Elaine May two of the greatest minds of the 20th century in film and comedy they're just alive and in love somewhere and I want to talk to them I love it I'm really I really want to talk make that podcast come and talk to me please I've thought about it they listen to it would be called old Hollywood Mm. Elaine texted me last week said good at (laughs) Mm-hmm. I was like, good at She Elaine. was like, can I come on and talk about Ishtar? Sweet up. Yeah. <laughs> Elaine was like, Ishtar's too, for sure on the list. You're too political. <laughs> I love Ishtar so much. It's for sure on the you list. Seen of Ishtar? Greatest. No, I've heard great you things. You've seen Ishtar? No. Oh my God, it's insane. Is anyway. it really on the list? It sounds like Pig Latin. No, it's okay. not on the list. Warren Beatty had hard years. He still is. Yeah. Oh, is He's that the, good, though. Is that the biggest flop ever, Ishtar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she wrote it. Oh, wow. What a shame. Anyway, wow. but that's my saying. So he directed this, and you could see it. It's like yes. the way he frames things. He's just so good. The, the guys, the dancing is so great and so fun and so <sighs> impressive. The choreography's great. Uh, my favorite sequence is when Millie was training the men how to dance and be men and mm-hmm. have manners. And, and they stuff. got so They're good so at dancing fun. so fast. Yeah, immediately. They're mm-hmm. like these incredible mimics that can just, oh, okay, I know how to dance. I've seen you do it once. Got it. What's but, your favorite song? Right. Bless your beautiful heart. <laughs> nailed it. He's nailing oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one. Only what the, what were words. your favorite songs? Because you've seen this already. Yeah. How did you feel on this rewatch, Keller? Uh, like it more, like it less, like it the same? As a kid, it was nothing but just watching it happen and not really taking in all the insanity. <laughs> how dare you? 
Well, I'm not in a bad way. Yeah. I enjoyed it. You're just like, okay, that mom. breakfast How did you not scene understand makes the me politics so hungry. Movie? That's a good point. My mom was showing it to me. I was like, okay, this is what you do. Just kidding. You just take just a woman and you marry mm-hmm. her. Yeah, I put blankets over so many women's heads. It did not work out. In the playground. Good blankets, yeah, though. There's some the good leaves. They were some super nice blankets. Guys, super he, nice quilted yeah. dresses. Can you and imagine stuff. If, if Keller's mom got brought into the principal's office? It's like, what did he do? It's like, well, Mrs. Knobloch, um, how do we tell you this? He took a blanket from nap time <laughs> and threw it over one of the girls. What? And then carried and, her to the playground and he's holding yeah. up there now. Yeah. We're married. He's still, he's still there. <laughs> he, he's fashioned a crude weapon out of a stick. <laughs> Bless your beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I've so drawn good. on a beard as a kid just on the playground. Just chopping <laughs> down the swings. You're like yeah. drawing lines on your shirt to make it a plaid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would do that. What about you, Kimmy? Was there anything that you picked up on this umpteenth rewatch for you? Um, I think, I think, yeah, the fact, I think I just realized how, why my mother was always like, look at what Millie's doing. Like mm-hmm. it was this interesting thing. I'm like, oh, she's the heroine. Totally. But now I'm like, oh, she's kind of a dope character. She's she well is. developed other than like, it's the fifties. Of course it's going to end with like blissful domesticity. Yes. Can't and also, anything else. oh yeah, just walk through the last four, <laughs> 30 seconds actually. <laughs> it is sure. so crazy. Millie has a child. Millie has a child. Mm-hmm. Um, little Hannah. Little Hannah. Hannah with Adam, Adam's kid. And, and she had it, when she, I guess like when Adam went to the cabin, she was probably yeah, already like went up to the cabin. She probably four three months, months or pre- three yeah. four months pregnant or something. So like five months later, after the winter, he comes back because she up. she had a baby, and he heard. He but heard. he didn't believe it right away. Yeah, he's like, no. he was like, bullshit. He's <laughs> one of her that. tricks. Yeah. He's Womanly like, tricks. That's fucking bullshit. Hyde is lying. Yeah. <laughs> Bless your lying hide. I'm on my way. And, and so, then he's on his way. So the six uh, women that were also kidnapped slash stuck in the house because of the winter and the snow. Yeah, there's an avalanche that went they, on for an eternity. This is what taught me what an aval- avalanche is. Really? really? This movie. I yeah, I didn't I understand. From I from Chevrolet. I forgot what taught me what, what an avalanche was. Or like quicksand. But it must have been a cartoon or something. The all-new Chevy Avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Course, the banquet beer. Um, so then, so uh, at the end, when the men of the town, the fathers of these six women like inevitably come back to shoot the men who kidnapped them and you know which hang is them. like what yeah. Yeah, justified. Yeah, yeah by then the women has have of course fallen in love with their captors because they've just hung out with them during the spring mm-hmm. and they think they have crushes on them and they're all super cute boys so the men show up and the brothers are trying to do the right thing and give the women back the women are like we don't want to go home so the so men again, are like their rights and, dis- and their free will is ignored. being taken ignored. again ignored so the men are the brothers are like forcefully but grabbing them falling for their stock yeah m- women are tackled constantly in this movie <laughs> just like you see they're wearing a lot of petticoats so that cushions the blood a lot That's of exactly. well-placed straw and but snow. i bet you the their ribs are just in this breaking in they don't have ribs uh, Julie Newmar's waist is ridiculous. It's also, they used to take out the lower when people were corsets. You would, they would get surgically removed the no, lower rib. Really? Yeah, to make your just waist like smaller. Marilyn Manson, God. dude, so that he could fillet himself. Uh, <laughs> I did know that, Sorry. but I didn't yeah. want to think about it. I didn't <laughs> want to throw on the end. I was just gonna say yeah. the reference. I just wanted to say you, you had to draw the picture. Fillet himself. Anyway. Picture it. 
for late himself. For late. Um, so, for late. so I'm very obedient. So they, uh, <laughs> so the men of the town are like, these brothers are being forceful to these women. Let's get them. And when they learn that uh, they hear a baby a, starts a, crying, a baby crying, they're like, oh, the no. priest is like, who's baby is that they're like they've kidnapped our daughters our six daughters for five months they must have had a child because these dudes are fucking idiots stupid so (laughs) men in this town have no idea how time works at all or women women. last 30 seconds of the movie women or time like you said keller it's a spartacus moment where one of the priests or fathers is like whose child is it and all the six women look at themselves and go it's It's mine mine. so that they don't know next cut to (laughs) shotgun wedding Shotgun wedding, legitimate shotgun wedding. The six brides are lined up. There's six husbands to be are right behind them. The priest or the pastor is like six fathers of the bride with shotguns shotguns behind them. them. We'll assume that there was a conversation where the whole thing got explained and everyone was happy. No, there was a cut to wedding. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) cut to shotgun wedding. And in that same shot, it like the end. Do you accept? Yeah, we do. And then it's like now pronounce you man and wife. And then the just the end, and that's it. That's mm-hmm. the end of the movie, and everybody and the dads are like pumped, like yeah. hell yeah, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> we got our dumbass daughters married. That was our whole existence. Yeah, it's eighteen fifty. Back to milking cows. Yeah, I know you don't want to see this again, but guys, <laughs> wouldn't this be amazing at oh, the Cinerama? Yeah. Yes, one well, yes. like in that beautiful mm-hmm. theater Loud with the giant hell. cinemascope. It would. I mean, it I would. guess that's probably what they wanted to do. Yeah, probably. I don't. I don't think Cinerama was built in the sixties, though. But anyway, and so good. if uh, they'll never do this, but if somebody converted this into three D, I would totally watch it. Oh, It'd be definitely. really fun. Hector, you're going to convert this into three D, right? Yeah, it would take me eight years. Get that shitty program that, axe that they throw would be so yeah, fun. It would be cool. Oh be man, like, that was. You'd like there was some great axe work in this movie. It was. Like you don't see it a lot. In remember films, when Amber Tamblyn? Remember when Amber Tamblyn's dad was jumping like to and fro with yeah. the axe to and the, fro to the, and also fro mm-hmm. on the gymnastic wood I'm not gonna lie every time there's three times this movie where guys either pull themselves up a house or yeah. up under the rafters every time that happens my heart flutters a little bit I'm like yeah. oh my goodness look at them yeah, they can just it's get so up that wall gracefully climbing a rope ladder not using They're his so, legs at all it's like so fit. fuck off dude. yeah I know dude everybody's like super ripped <laughs> exactly and it's doubly impressive because it's 1954 so nobody knew what fitness was so the fact that but they men, were all ballet dancers yeah. so they knew that level of fitness that was the fitness mm-hmm. or football players or something baseball a couple yeah. baseball a couple yeah. ballet dancers yeah on I, loan from the um new york ballet company or that's whatever very nice yeah. hey can we have these guys yeah well hollywood's calling your beautiful <laughs> those women be. were sobbing 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 and we kidnapped them <laughs> so now we come to the part of the episode where we get there to ask a song about pluto what an entire song about plato pluto Plutarch. 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 Yeah, Plutarch. Plutarch. Yeah, Plutarch Pluto says. is um, the either dog. the dog or it's the Roman god. And or, then Plato or the planet. The is a planet. Greek it's a, philosopher. No, it's a fucking planet, guys. We're Pluto truthers. Gif. <laughs> the world is flat. Yep. But Pluto is a planet. Pluto is a planet. Mm, we lost Kimmy. Kimmy, Kimmy, we're flat earthers, and so are you, because you've been <laughs> oh, on our podcast. Oh no, is that that's how it works? <laughs> you signed yep. that contract oh, at the very no. beginning. <laughs> I didn't read the fine print. You did. Where they get you? Mm-hmm. You're a flat earther now. Yeah, <laughs> we have members around the. You gotta globe. talk to my Church of Scientology first, though. They're gonna fight uh, you on this. No, they agree, they, they, <laughs> they, they agree with us. They does not want to take them on. They think it's flat they, earth, and on the other side of it, they have where all the. That's where the Lord Zenu is. Yeah, Lord Zenu. The Dark Lord Zenu. We all clearly read. Watch Going Clear. No, I just yep. watched 
Bowfinger. That's really what I'm going off of. Uh, Kimmy, if you could pick a movie, it could be Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, if you so choose. If you choose. If you could pick any movie to exist in the list of the 500 greatest movies of all time, it could be from any year. It doesn't have to be from before 2008 like this list was. Be anything. What movie would you pick? This and is why? such a great question. We've got like Moana on it. Oh yeah. my god! Well, who, let me guess. Catherine gun. chose Moana or no. Caitlin? No. Uh, Chelsea. Chelsea chose Moana. Oh damn! Yes. Go Chelsea. Yeah. Moana is perfect. So good yeah. for her. Catherine yeah. chose When Harry Met Sally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Caitlin chose The Full Monty. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. All right. I would love. I have so many movies I'm thinking about. I would love to put Gentlemen for Blondes or All About Eve or Some Like It Hot. But I think in honor of the movie discussed today. And discussing excellent musicals and particularly athleticism and choreography. Yes. I'm choosing Newsies. The 1992 oh, Kenny Ortega really? musical. 1992 Newsies makes It the came cut? out the weekend of the LA riots. Weekend yeah. of the LA riots. It is. Wow. It got terrible reviews. Gained an intensely cult following of young women to the expense, except there were newsy conventions where women would dress as newsboys and go. Whoa. And then finally, that led to the Broadway musical, which I actually don't like very much. Mm. Uh, I haven't seen all of it. I just don't. I'm, I'm a purist. They made changes. Um, <laughs> but new, have, you, have you guys ever seen Newsies? Yes. I've I seen s- some of Newsies, and I sang Seize the Day in choir <laughs> as did. a child. Of course you did. Yes. Yeah. Open the, the gates and seize the day. Don't There's good songs. Be afraid yeah. and don't Isn't it? Who did the songs delay. in that? Christian Bale. Yeah, he <laughs> wrote all the songs. Yeah, the first, bap, uh, the first uh, utility belt. Who wrote the songs? Wasn't it's it Alan someone, Menken? I think it's Alan Menken. It's someone big. I know Kenny Ortega did all the choreography. I feel and the like choreography it was, is remarkable. I feel like it was Alan Menken because it was after Disney's Alan Menken renaissance of like, mm-hmm. you know, Little mm-hmm. Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Lion King and Aladdin and whatever else he was working this on. This is great. No one else would ever say the newsies. No, th- th- and have you I thought Disney, about how remarkable this movie is? It is a populist film made by the greatest corporation. True. That's true. About that is what it is. Unionizing. Starring Batman. Starring Christian Bale Starring, as a baby. Yeah. Jim Graham. From and Robert De Niro. Bobby De Niro. Bobby. In no, this? so sorry. I just she did it. Fagan? I just did this thing. I'm thinking it's the other one. I, I'm off with my names, guys. I'm, I was in a wedding and I'm really sleepy. Al Pacino. No. Christopher Walken. Um, you said it's the, the other, other one. one. Robert Redford. <laughs> oh, Jim De Niro. Jim De Niro. <laughs> Actor Jim De Niro. <laughs> I'm Phil no, who's De Niro. Who's the one? Duvall. Robert Duvall. Robert, who's the other Bobby? Yes, Duvall. It was Robert Duvall. He's Robert the other Duvall. Hurst. He's the other Bobby Pulitzer. from, from, uh, from Pulitzer. the Godfather Pulitzer. saga. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I swear that made sense to wow. my mind. Bobby I con- Duvall. I conflate them. That's but okay. yeah, Bobby Duvall. Uh, yes, Bobby Duvall's in it. And um, the beloved, he's not in things anymore. And I can't remember his name. He's got a great bowl cut. I'll think of it later. He's Jim very handsome. No. Can we just list bowl cuts? This is great. <laughs> anyway, all right, that's my spiel. I love Newsies. I think Who's it's a fabulous. Bill, Bill, he's the one in While You Were Sleeping. Oh, he's Bill. The, not one with the eyebrows. He's Pol- the other one. Bill Pullman. Pullman. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman, yeah, president from Independence Day. Yes. yes he's Dad and Casper. Yes. I really love my men very 90s. He's very mm-hmm. handsome. He's super mm-hmm. 90s. Yeah. That movie is also very 90s while still being from like, when does it take place? Like the the 20s or something the 10s? Uh, it takes a place in yeah the 10s it's pre-world war one no yeah it's pre-world war one yeah because teddy roosevelt it maybe it's late 1890s it's 1890s because teddy roosevelt is at that point governor not wow. president wow. yeah that's it history yeah. i really like teddy roosevelt anyway good guy great heart fair president you know a lot about a lot yeah you're very knowledgeable kimmy that's awesome it's i just very like true. things he's yeah, laughing at me yeah. he's heard too yeah. many fun facts from me <laughs> no there's what's never your, enough fun what's your facts. favorite fun fact oh 
Oh, the human head weighs eight pounds. That's pretty good. What? What's your favorite movie? You got that from Jerry Maguire. <laughs> I did get that from Jerry Maguire. I got nervous. Can favorite you please movie? do a Jonathan Lipnicki impression and say it again? <laughs> I can't. I can't do Jonathan okay. Lipnicki. What happened to him? Uh, he just aged. Yeah, he got shame. older he, and people were like, he, you're not cute anymore. Yeah, he grew. It doesn't look good when you spike your hair anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, shame. Mm-hmm. He's he was the littlest vampire and then that was Oh, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Done. They were like, you can't be the Stuart littlest Little one. So. One, two, and yeah. the third one was animated, so he's out. Hector fucking Damn. crushes the Jonathan Lipnicki impression. That's true. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. You did really well. It's the only visual. It's the only visual Ready? It's That's pretty good. so mean. The naive, I see the naivete in your eyes. I see it. I see like your glasses got bigger, your eyes got bigger. Your like. hair like stood up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's terrible. All you right, look like guys. A baby who was just born. Yeah, that's what Jonathan Lipnicki is. That what he's going for? <clears throat> Poor guys, I want, I've been wanting to rewatch Jerry Maguire. I've never seen it. Really? Really? It's I've actually good. never seen it's all Cameron of it. Crow, right? What? Yeah, it's good. Okay, it's good. I've learned some lessons. Show every me time, the money. Just every time I hear uh, almost famous again recently, "Free Fallen" by Tom Petty and Heartbreakers, I think of of Jerry Maguire. That's a good thing to think. I think of, of Tom it Petty. It is. I think it, you think of Tom Petty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. Boo. Oh, sorry. Kimmy. You look so sad. Sorry. I'm so sorry. It's you, just the sweat in my eyes again. <laughs> you have a show tomorrow night, Tuesday the 11th. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that show. Um, it's at the Lyric. Yeah, today's Monday. Mm-hmm. Today is today is Monday. Mm-hmm. So is tomorrow Monday. night at the Lyric Hyperion, go see Johnson at eight PM. Uh, James Austin Johnson's hosting it. We have great people on it: Stuff to Live, uh, Joe Kazala, um, interesting involvement by Kyle Kinane. Um, oh, nice! Yeah, it's, I'll, I'll tell you more later. It's going to be funny. I'm excited. Other really great people: Sandra Bullock is rumored to appear. Oh my oh god! My as this TV on the radio, uh, it's going to be a real good time. It's going to be very silly, which is what we all want. Awesome. Uh, everyone come see this tomorrow night, 8 p.m. at the Lyric. If you're in the L.A. Johnson. area, go do that. If you're not in the L.A. area, if you're drive. not there, drive. If you're not fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not on it. I'm producing it. I should okay. specify. You're not going to see me. I'll be like in the back with a light. That's, That's about cool. it. Yeah. Look People. for the light. Look for the light. Look for the light. And be That's like, awesome. I listened. Follow the light. Yeah. And then I they punch me. because the like, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Keller, what movie are we watching next week? Ooh. Next week, we are watching the indie classic, Juno. I like that movie. Thundercats are go. Can't wait to rewatch it. That's going to be a fun time. It's a and good our movie. guest is going to be Margaret Coker. Yes. Our good friend, Margaret Coker, who is an accomplished musician. And she's awesome, and she's our friend. She'll and play she's the gonna, shit out of a cello. Yeah, she will. Maybe she'll bring it. But she's going to come oh. and watch Juno, uh, the Diablo Cody script. One of the script. more famous cello movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cello-esque. Mm-hmm. You uh, should definitely have her play one of the Kimmy Dawson songs on cello. Okay. All right. And you can watch Juno on Stars if you have it. Otherwise, you can rent it on everything because it's yeah. the movie Juno. And you can find it for $3 at any store because people yeah. are trying to get rid of it still yeah. <laughs> for some reason. It's they very made, weird. I find it in $5 bins yes. constantly. They it's made such a good movie. 30 trillion copies of the DVD. So <laughs> Why was that movie so controversial? Uh, oh. oh, because it's like... Other like, than the teen pregnancy teen, thing. Having but sex. I mean yeah. like the... That's uh, an that's abortion. Probably why. Yeah, but I just thought like... 
other than that controversy, people will just shit on it for no reason, oh. I feel. Because they're all dumb. Yeah, yeah. because they're Oh, like, they're like, teenagers don't talk like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, shut up, you like brick. Exactly. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing, but worse. Yeah, yeah, same thing, but worse. That well freaking dorky kid with a no mustache, yeah. and he's like, I'm the kingpin. Yeah. Like, shut your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Come on, Ryan. Come yeah. on. God go read a book. Come on, Ryan. Just go do the best Star Wars. Get out of here. Cut yeah. it out with this Ryan. brick stuff. Yeah, the very best Star Wars. Cut out. The it's best way one. better than any DC movie ever made. He's crying. You I made him cry. say this. No, I only <laughs> say this hard time. Yeah, to give Hector a hard Great. time because people on the internet give yeah. him a hard time. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Because oh, he Hector. hates That's okay. DC Comics. No, I, God damn it, Keller. <laughs> You're so mean. He loves it love so it. much, no, I know he but he gets them. so much shit yeah. by people saying that he hates it only because mm-hmm. he can recognize a bad movie when he watches one. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. That's mm-hmm. it. I'm sorry. Okay. Don't you have to love things purely and implicitly? Yeah. Never call them out. That's why I love the Republican Party. Party of Reagan. You know <laughs> well, I'm Oscar just gonna. Nixon. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, there are those guys. disagree with you on that one, <laughs> Kimmy. I'm gonna roll up my sleeves like Ooh. Millie and get the job done. All right. No, yeah. I will not blindly like everything. I'll like the stuff I like and talk about what's good and bad about it. Seven brides for seven brothers. It's wrong to kidnap women, but it's got good songs and dancing exactly. in it. Exactly. Yeah. You dance see. enough, you can kidnap anybody who you want to. That's what the maybe moral won't the even story have is. to kidnap them. Exactly, <laughs> especially if you're from the future. Mm-hmm. If Seven Brothers went back in mm-hmm. time and got Seven Brides to become Seven just Samurai, become se- no, become uh, no Ooh, Seven Monkeys, <laughs> Twelve Monkeys, Fourteen Monkeys, <laughs> <laughs> Seven Brides, Seven yeah. Brides, Seven Brothers, but with time travel. Maybe this is what you do in the remake: just add time travel. Oh, that'd be great. It'll that's just mess up the context. Perfect. It'd be good. I want it to be, un, you can't, in, it's unintelligible what is going on in the new movie. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Okay, be great. we did it. The Planned. opening scene is Adam walking down the street going, bless your beautiful hide. And then out of a time portal, another Adam shows up with a future gun, shoots him in the head, and then just keeps singing. And you're and like, Brad what? Brad Pitt's just acting crazy. What's this movie? This is the best Rick and Morty episode I've yeah, ever watched. Great. Oh my God. Great. Are there any Seven Brides for Seven Brothers Spoofs? references in any... Uh, animated shows like The Simpsons or uh, oh maybe I'm gonna look them up now Do okay it. look them up Good. but I was gonna say I don't think there are any in Rick and Morty I'll have to rewatch I doubt in Rick and Morty <laughs> what if Dan Harmon is just watching yeah. this Justin in his Roiland spare time? at home being yeah. like I love those seven brides yeah. and seven brothers I really find love I, I don't he know prob- his mom probably loved the movie yeah. and he has that residual love yeah mm-hmm. absolutely like I have Kimmy thank you mom, so you. much for being a guest on our podcast today thank you for thank having you me so much Keller's mom we love you yes everybody say it to my mom Thank yeah. you. She's great. Thank yeah. you. She's, She's you never listened stew. to an episode. To, to all <laughs> the moms to who love Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, like, thank you so much for sharing this mm-hmm. movie and for uh, yes. for loving it. Thanks, Mom. Shared it with their sons who then yeah. put it on the 10 greatest movie. <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy, where can people find you on the internet? Um, at Kimchi Lucas everywhere. I appropriated yes. a Korean food for my handle. Kimchi. It's it delicious. Rhymes. I do what love do it. So I feel like it's sincere. Okay. Exactly. It's yeah, it's yeah. It was my it's DJ great. name. That's a story You're for another day. Right <laughs> Whoa. Hector, what's your DJ name? DJ Tyrannosaurus Flex. I don't like this. <laughs> Did you just come up with that? That yeah. was so no, good. No, we didn't. Tyrannosaurus cannot flex. That's been my DJ name since I was arms. like 20, I feel like. It's a stupid. It's good. I heard it somewhere and I'm like, I'll steal that. I forgot where I heard it. I like it though. It was yeah. good. I've never had one. Yeah. I only always want to steal my friends. He has the best one. He wanted to call Fjord Ranger. Fjord Ranger. Like a Ford Ranger. Why don't you? Why, don't, why aren't you DJ 
Chevrolet Avalanche. That's a Chevy. <laughs> the all new Chevy Avalanche. You start every set that way. <laughs> oh shit, it's about to go down because it's snow. The extended cab Chevy Avalanche <laughs> with 4x4. Four four. <laughs> Whoa, shit. Yeah. It's just that advertisement great. with uh, just skidding and water in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be good. It's perfect. There you have it. We did it. You heard it here first, Look forward to our DJ set coming next year. Exactly. (laughs) Us three DJs. Uh, Kimmy, thanks again for being a guest. That's a show. This movie's great. Us three DJs. We'll see you guys guys next week with the movie Juno. It's on Stars. Go watch it, and then we'll see you then. So bye, everybody. Bye, all of you. Bye. Bye. The all-new Chevy Avalanche. (laughs) That's what I was waiting for. Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome.